0: Welcome back to The Bill Bennett Show, the podcast exposing the existential threats to America and discussing the news of the day. On today's show, Bill and I will be doing just that, discussing the news of the day, things uh, that he wanted to discuss. I've got a little something I wanted to discuss, too, about the whole Don Lemon CNN women prime Google it thing. Uh, That was just a debacle. And it's interesting that he is back on CNN when if someone else did something similar to that, he'd be the first one saying that they should be fired or canceled or something like that. But we'll get into that uh, later on in the show. Also, uh, Bill was on the Fox Business Channel with Larry Kudlow, on his show today. And by today, uh, I mean Friday, February 24th. Not sure when you're listening to this podcast because, of course, podcast is on demand. You can listen whenever you like. But today he was on The Cudlow Show, February 24th. And so I was able to get that audio, and I'm going to add that to today's podcast as well. Uh, as always, feel free to email the show, at podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to do a show next week where we're going to catch up on emails. Also next week, I do believe... I probably shouldn't share this, but I do believe Victor Davis Hansen and Conrad Black are going to join us for a special edition of the Bill Bennett Show, the Scholars and Sense edition of the Bill Bennett Show. Don't tell Bill I told you guys. But I, uh, but everyone loves it. We get so many emails and so much feedback from it. So uh, next week, I believe that those guys are going to join us again. So here's Bill uh, talking about the news of the day, things that are close uh, to on, on his mind and things he's thinking about. And then we'll jump to the Cudlow interview.
1: All right, Claude. I just, I, I'd like to talk about a, a couple of things in the news. And and I want to start with, you know, and, I, and I'm no expert here. This is what we rely on uh, our friends, Brian Kennedy and Joel Farkas, and uh, other guests we have, Victor Davis Hanson, uh, Conrad Black, obviously. Uh, all these guys know a lot. But but I've been following this pretty closely. And um, l- let me just read the quote from Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State. It's about China and Russia. Mm-hmm. concern that we have now, based on information we have, is that they, they as China, are considering providing lethal support to Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've made very clear to them that would cause a serious problem for us. U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Linda Thomas-Greenfield went further on CNN, saying Chinese military aid would be, are you ready, a red line. Okay, well, we've heard that before. Yeah, huh? we've heard that before. We yeah, absolutely, without any consequence. But. We've heard that from mm-hmm. this crowd. Uh, we also heard it famously from President Obama. Mm-hmm. He declared uh, a red line on chemical weapons attacks in Syria, Syria yeah. but didn't enforce it. At all. Nope. So the concern's heightened. Uh, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Let me just read it from the Wall Street Journal. concern is heightened after what happens to have been a contentious meeting between Blinken and China's top diplomat Wang Yi on the sidelines of the Munich Security Conference. That was just last weekend. Mm-hmm. They pursued The U.S. pursued China for the meeting, hoping to reset after the balloon incident. Mm-hmm. We'd hoped for an apology, too. We never got that. Uh, but short of that, Blinken still wanted a meeting. Finally got that, but it wasn't very good. Okay, back to the journal. To put it more bluntly, arming Russia would be a new and explicit demonstration of China's hostile intentions toward the U.S. and the West. It would certainly erase Beijing's seeming desire since the Biden meeting with President Xi Jinping in Bali last year to put U.S.-China relations on a better course. It would also require a firm U.S. response. What does that mean? Mr. Xi and his war hawks may be willing to take that risk if they want to both, well, let me just read from the journal, and then I'll add to it. If they want to take that risk, if they want to prevent a Russian defeat in Ukraine, mm-hmm. or if they want to test us and the red line. For their own interests. That That's has right. nothing to do with Russia and Ukraine. That's right. Let me finish this from the journal, because I agree with it. China may want to bleed the West of its weapons. Which we're starting to bleed those weapons. Mm-hmm. And see if Russia can outlast political support in Washington. And European capitals for Ukraine. Support for this war in Ukraine is falling in the U.S. as people are saying, hey, what about East Palestine, Ohio? Mm-hmm. Now, they're very different, and I want to comment on that too. Journal This would be foolish and bad for China and the world, but the possibility is one more urgent reason for members of both parties in Congress to get serious about rebuilding U.S. defenses. Well, our guys have talked about this for years rebuilding be a missile defense.
0: Mm-hmm. And even the threat from Russia and China, let's not forget, Mitt Romney was laughed at when he said the greatest right. threat to America's national security is Russia. He was laughed at. And then you've got President Trump, sounding the alarm on China, laughed at.
1: Right. So now you have Russia and China. Mm-hmm. So first of all and foremost, I'm worried about World War III. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're drawing a red line. But are we the world's powerhouse that we used to be? No. And how are we compared to Russia and China? Uh, Maybe roughly equal missile ability, ability to hit targets. But they would hit targets, too. point is, if we go to World War III, millions of Americans are going to die. Sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe we prevail in the end, maybe not. I don't know if anybody prevails. Mm There are no winners in nuclear war. I think Ronald Reagan said that. So that's the big worry. So be careful when you say red line, because what's the stick? And if you use that stick, what does that provoke? Meantime, I don't know if you noticed, Claude, the president is sending some troops to Poland. Is that mission creep? Mm. Poland borders Mm -hmm. Ukraine. He's also ordered a couple hundred troops to go to. Did you notice where? You want to guess? Taiwan. Okay. All right. American troops in Taiwan. Now, what does that mean? That means if China were in, to engage in indiscriminate shelling, mm-hmm. rocketing, missiling, Taiwan, it would kill American soldiers. Right. At which point? Then we would have to respond. We would have to respond. That's a real red line. That's a right. real one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying the one he proposed isn't, but, you know, this guy is not known for his backup. I mean, they're all, his staff's always correcting him. Sure. So I'm very concerned about
0: all this. Right. Well, then you talk about posturing and, you know, world power. Where does America stand? Just this morning, um, I saw the report that, and whether it's just posturing or not, China calling for a ceasefire as if it's the preeminent power now in the world, For in Russia and Ukraine, need a ceasefire. Let's work something out. Number one, as if it's neutral, and we know that China's not. But then number two, as if it's the world power now that can say that, where we haven't done anything remotely close to that with this administration.
1: See what you mean. Mhm. They're speaking like we used to speak.
0: Correct. And then causing everyone else to react in a way that um, would uh, defer to to China as if they are the uh, the world power now.
1: Let me, um, on this, uh, make a transition. But let me, by way of making the transition, say I disagree with a lot of conservative commentators, even on my home network, Fox, and I'm a Fox contributor, Mm -hmm. in criticizing Biden for being there rather than East Palestine, Ohio.
0: Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because, first of all, I think he's been there too long. (laughs) And I think he's way too generous. Right, yeah. And it's not just uh, uh, tanks and bullets he's sending. Mm -hmm. They're sending half a billion dollars for public services. Yeah. What is that? What does that mean? Right. Isn't that what we need here? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Isn't that what they need in Palestine, Ohio? But the president's main job is foreign policy, Mm -hmm. he's the commander in chief. So the fact that he's not in East Palestine, Ohio, doesn't matter to me at all. Right. Well, he wouldn't do a damn thing. He'd just go in and <laughs> <Right>. walk around, <laughs> shake hands, hug a few people. Yeah. Let him do foreign policy. Let mm-hmm. him do it well. I don't have confidence that he is. All I'm saying is he's, he's doing what the president's supposed to do, which is engage. Sure.
0: Laws. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So Buttigieg goes instead, finally.
0: Who said when he was uh confirmed with nomination that he's passionate about transportation?
1: I don't know what that means, but... Did you see the photos <laughs> of him walking around the video? No, I did not. I'll look it up on uh Okay, YouTube, let, let me so. let me back up here for you and the audience. About two weeks ago, he was talking about Enterprise. We used to call it Jack Kemp and I used to call it Enterprise Zones. Mm-hmm uh creating things, building things, businesses, other things in inner city communities, communities of color. And Buttigieg was saying, you know, it's it's good that it's happening and we're doing it in the Biden administration. He said, the unfortunate thing is that, I, he said, I notice, is that when we're doing a lot of these projects, the people who are doing the work, the construction workers, are not people of color. Mm-hmm. Well, does anybody care about that? I mean... Right. If yeah. somebody's building you a house in the inner city, do you care what color they? Are? I don't. I don't gauge it. I don't look, I and just I don't look, count. Just look just, to see <laughs> if they put the nails in right. 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 Is, the, is the structure
0: good? It's right. Ridiculous.
1: Yeah. So construction workers are mostly white. Okay. Are they not open to people of color? Sure, they are. Of course, they are. All right. So he says this that he goes to Palestine, Ohio. The video I saw, on TV. I'm sure a lot of the listeners saw it. Was he's walking around with a bunch of white construction workers? Where are the black construction workers? I don't Secretary know, Buttigieg. But there they are, <laughs> and let me tell you, Pete's kind of a diminutive guy mm-hmm. and skinny, right? And these construction workers—they look like construction big workers, guys. Yeah. A bunch of big white guys.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> to put it plainly, oh yeah, right. And he's walking around like. Pete Buttigieg, you know? Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to say anymore. Apparently, when he showed up, he had a mask on. He took that off.
0: Yeah, because no one else is wearing one. No I one mean, else I mean, wearing them. Black or white. They're not but doing it. This get is- a
1: picture. I don't know. Can we put one up on a website? <laughs> yes. Of him there, and he's yes. in the middle. And I looked, and you know what I thought of? You're too young. But there was a photo that killed Mike Dukakis's candidacy for president. He went and rode in a tank. Uh-huh. And he stuck his head out of the tank and the caption that somebody put on it was, Dondi goes to war. Yeah. Dondi was this little character in the cartoons. <laughs> and that's what that, you know, Dondi goes to a construction site. It just it just didn't look right.
0: What well, was the Mitt Romney in the jeans with the button-down shirt tucked in and, you know, right. now the, asking the, the kids guy, who the, the guy, the guy from out.
1: H-E-W, yeah. I mean, from EPA, <laughs> the head of the EPA guy, I think his name is Reagan, Michael Reagan. mm mm-hmm. Big guy, went there, drank the water. Yeah. Fine. Yes. He's a big guy walking around with a bunch of other construction guys who are mm-hmm. big guys. He's black, they're white, doesn't matter. That but he's so out of place. Right. He shouldn't yeah. have allowed that to happen. Meanwhile, his communications director says to the press, no cameras. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you talking about? What do you mean no cameras? What's right. going on? Top secret? Mm-hmm. Negotiations? They're looking at the water. They're looking at the ground. So... I think she maybe got the fact that photos and visuals wouldn't be good. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's small potatoes, small beer compared to World War III, and I'm just very, very worried. And we will talk to our guys very soon, I think, right next yeah, week, yeah, maybe. Yeah, next week
0: we'll get uh, Victor Davis Hanson and Conrad Black on. Okay. And talk and, to those guys. And then,
1: and then later we'll get uh, Joel and Brian.
0: Sure. Do you mind if I go even smaller potatoes, if possible?
1: Sure, why not?
0: Have you been following the whole uh, Don Lemon thing with the...
1: Don Lemon, as they call him? Yeah. <laughs> Don <laughs> Don That's the first time I've heard that. That's funny. No, at <laughs> Fox they call him Don Lamont. <laughs> and,
0: and they should. Yeah. I yeah. mean... You know, so, and everyone, maybe everyone knows it by now. I mean, you know, uh, Nikki Haley says that the aptitude test, uh, you know, certain people should be in, shouldn't be in, it should be in their prime or not too far past their prime. He then goes to say what he found out about women in their prime based on Google. And he says, well, just search in Google and Google will tell you women in their prime. But the whole thing is based on attacking Nikki Haley.
1: His, his. Yeah, but it's very funny because he said women are prime in their 20s and 30s. Right. Prime for what?
0: Well, that's the thing. Are you talking career, creativity,
1: uh, raising well, no, families,
0: we're babies? we're talking looks. Oh, we have look, looks right. and babies. Exactly. Well, and then his two co-hosts. Women. One in particular woman called him out and said, what are you talking about? Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, what are you talking He would not have said, and, 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 and again, 100% he was wrong about what he said. He was insensitive. He should have, it's just interesting, interesting to me that, you know, number one, it wasn't even necessarily an attack on women. He was trying to attack Nikki Haley. He would not have said that about Michelle Obama, who's in her late 50s. He would not have said that about Kamala Harris, who's in her late 50s, both women of color. He would not have said that about Hillary Clinton, who's much older than Michelle Obama and Kamala Harris. He, there's no way in the world he was trying to attack her. And what the, the weird thing to me is how he was wrong for saying that. But we're almost missing the point that it was a political attack, which he should not be doing from a news anchor desk anyway. But he's attacking her. So then he apologizes to uh, his colleagues, to women, anyone offended, but doesn't say Nikki Haley, who he was attacking in the first place. And here's someone, and here's someone who, who, who jumps in with this cop should be fired or this person should be fired. This whole cancel culture, he jumps in. But then when it's him who's now on the firing squad, an apology two days off should be good enough. I'll watch sensitivity training. No, that's not good enough. You want to cancel everyone else. Well, how about we cancel you, Don Lemon? You should be gone.
1: All right, a small beer. You're right. Yeah, even I don't think beer. he
0: should be gone, but he wants everyone else to be gone who says things that you know he doesn't agree even with. Even smaller beer, but I'm
1: afraid <laughs> I followed it even more closely than you. Okay. All right. He went to Florida. Did you know that? Oh, went oh, to Florida is that where the sensitivity- they took him off the air? Uh-huh. And he went to the beach, and there were photos of him with a a guy friend. Sure, I don't know, you know. Is
0: that where the sensitivity training was? Held? I, <laughs> I,
1: maybe his own personal. I don't, I don't know. Um, but he was there on the beach with a guy friend. Yeah. And, uh, but, but he, ha- yeah, he had to go through sensitivity training mm-hmm. and he's agreed to go through it. Gotta watch but he was back video. on the air. Right. And I don't know if you saw it, but they were doing something and, oh, it was some little skit on CNN. They had people and they were all jumping. Mm hmm. And he said, I, you know, I just can't jump that high. And that same female host said, well, you're past your prime. <laughs> They're not going to let that go. And she shouldn't let that go. I wonder if he'll, will he
0: stay at CNN? I don't know. I think, I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if within the next year he's not there anymore. But, you know, when you're him, what difference does it make? You've got you've got your celebrity grounded. You've got your your money in order because of the money they gave you. And well, he'll find a way to end up somewhere and okay
1: since we're going smaller and smaller mm-hmm. let me get down to a thimble of beer here okay. do you know about biden's nuclear energy disposal guy at department of energy i do not the suitcase guy
0: <laughs> uh it is brenton. um yes Br- yeah brenton sam what? brenton okay go ahead um oh here's a picture he's got his black blaze and a, like a tank top Uh, So he is... uh, You got a dress on there? No, not in this particular place. Okay, all right, fine. Uh, Biden's nuclear waste guru uh, is out of a job now. He's the first openly non-binary individual to serve in the...
1: Oh, he's out of the job.
0: Yeah, he's out of a job now. He was Deputy Assistant Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition in the Office of Nuclear Energy. Twice accused of stealing luggage from airports The latest uh, reported charge comes after uh, he allegedly lifted a bag from Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas. Uh, The first openly. Yep. We talked about that was charged with the felony theft in October, uh, allegedly nabbing a woman's um, their Bradley suitcase off the baggage carousel in Minneapolis. Apparently, he stuffed the suitcase luggage tag uh, in their handbag before leaving the airport. Uh, yeah. So he, yeah, he was tracked down by authorities claiming that the, the belongings was his and the suitcase in the suitcase. Then he told the authorities that he emptied the bag contents in the hotel room before checking the bag as his own luggage on a flight to DC, okay. uh, learned no clothing was recovered in the hotel room. He's apparently taking women's suitcase right, his compulsive, um, stealer of, uh, well, I, I, let me take us back for a second. We shouldn't say he is because we're not sure of his pronouns.
1: They is I say that say they is yes, <laughs> <They is. laughs> which I don't like, is the former right. secretary of education. Right. <laughs> right. They is what mm-hmm. the first what non-binary.
0: Um, he is the first openly non-binary individual to serve in the federal go- in the federal government leadership role.
1: All right. Well, I, the, the, uh, Tucker Carlson did a bit on this and had this uh, of course very cool black guy on mm-hmm. who was talking about. Color blindness and the importance of it, and he said. Then he referred to this guy. He said, "You know, like, I'm, I'm not talking about like that crazy guy who dresses in women's clothes." <laughs> well, you can't say that? that. No, you can't say. If that. If you were on CNN, you'd be fired, right? Anyway, this guy was Unless fired. But the Donald latest is. in this story, mm-hmm. and you could look it up, is there is a designer in New Orleans who's apparently fairly famous, black woman, and she you know, designs these expensive women's clothes. Mm-hmm. And she saw this guy, Sam, I shouldn't say guy. Brinton. This Sam Brinton. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. On TV, get this, cloth. And He was wearing her dress. Oh. The dress she designed. Okay.
0: What she and, was and they
1: showed the picture of her in the dress. Right, Nice looking right. black
0: woman. I can't pronounce her name. All right, go ahead. I see, I see the tweet. Fashion designer based in Houston. I lost my bag in 2018 at D- in DCA. Recently, I heard on, on Fox News about Sam Brenton. Luggage issue. Surprisingly, I found his images. He wore my outfits, which was lost in 2018. Okay, custom-made outfits.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, made. so she's a designer of women's dresses. She lost her suitcase. Mm-hmm. She looks up this guy. And there's a picture of him wearing one of her
0: dresses. Right. Because she lost that suitcase in 2018. She didn't lose it. It was taken from you, man. What? What? what oh, Why what, is he doing that? You would assume he could afford his own women's clothing, if that's what he wanted to do. Will you get. stop with the he? You would assume Sam could afford clothing that traditionally are worn by women.
1: Better. Better. Um, it's going to take a lot longer Birthing
0: to speak. Women who are or born
1: women. It's going to take a lot longer. Biological to, women. It's going to take a lot longer <laughs> to speak a simple sentence. What do you, you, well, you do? Let's not go any smaller. I yeah. think we've, <laughs> we've gotten the beer off. We've got deep. as small as we can go. Maybe we deserve World War III. Yeah. You know, I don't, God knows.
0: Well, and, we, and if I could, just one other second. Like, you know, isn't it amazing how even this type of talk between us will be frowned upon and as odd as the, the the trail is to it you can understand the confusion of trying to get it right but with don lemon as easy as it is to just not insult women based on age that's easily forgivable by the liberals but someone saying well when i see a male a biological male i automatically say he at least be patient with me while i try to do this pronoun thing but then the women pass their promise just easily forgivable but this which is much tougher to do to be honest isn't easily forgivable. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. And here he is. Yeah. He's in the dress. He's got his lipstick on. Yep. That's her dress. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Claude, I have made something of a career in books and writing books and you've been a great help to me in some of them. And now uh, you turn around and become an author or a publisher of uh, work in the, in the Jennings family. Tell us quickly what it's about. No, absolutely. So
0: just released a children's book uh that is authored by, with some help, my son, Manny, 10 years old, called It's OK to Be Me. It's a story about a young kid named Manny who stutters, uh but doesn't allow that to shake his confidence, even though he gets frustrated, sometimes embarrassed. But he confidently says what he needs to say. And uh, even some challenges with kids wondering, well, why do you talk like that? Asking those kind of questions. And he just says, that's just who I am. Uh, and right along with wanting to grow up to be a spy or a football player or a police officer it's just a part of me
1: and that's your son Manny who's 10 yes yes and does does Manny stutter he does he does and i've never heard it yeah i i no, he's stutter. a man of few words when he's around me you know but <laughs> but uh, good for him and good for you how do people get a hold of this book Yeah, it's available on amazon uh it's okay to be me by manny
0: jennings m a n n y jennings and uh, I'll put a link in the show notes
1: page. Uh, if you and Manny outsell me and Mrs. Bennett, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> well, if we do, you have nothing to worry. We'll take good care of you. I'll make sure that all are you you are you over the, the royalties. Money. Okay, yeah, good, yeah. Fine. that's fine. You'll buy lunch, right? There you go. <laughs> right. Claude and I are always fighting over who buys lunch. Okay. Well, congratulations, to you and Manny. It really is. It's a wonderful little book. Mrs. Bennett has read it twice. It's out on the kitchen table. Right. uh in the middle of middle of the book middle pages she's reading it you know consulting in on, on various things it's very well done good for you and manny mm-hmm. should we have manny on at some point maybe we should maybe we All should right. That'd That'd be be good. Do oh, let's do it let's do it bill bennett former
2: education secretary former White House drug czar, Fox News contributor, and author of The Book of Virtues, which he and Elaine updated this year. See that, Bill? I got Elaine in there. I don't want to get either of us into any trouble. uh, I know this is not your cup of tea, but uh, you heard John Carney of Breitbart, and uh, you heard this uh, uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the press secretary. Vice chair of the Federal Reserve has got to meet... Uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. What do you think of that, Bill Bennett? I, th-
1: I think it's nuts. I'm, I don't know. I'm still stuck on... Kupperman's two landlines there, Larry, uh, ringing like landlines. I thought that was I thought it was it was, it was wonderful. He's old How many school. more? How many he's, more does he al- have?
2: He's there were people under 30, thirty saying, "What was that noise? <laughs> what was that noise?" You know. That's anyway, wonderful. that's just wonderful. Anyway, the Lee Kupperman. Uh, it, it's this. Uh, yep. No, the cr- Criterion
1: is ridiculous. There should only be one criterion, and that's excellence. Mm-hmm. That, uh, Ability? What do they know? You know, do they know the work? Do they know the job? Do they know the field? This whole thing is crazy. Uh, and this is why we have one guy running for president. Uh, this Vivek Ram- Ramaswamy wants to do it with all affirmative
2: action. Totally. Really? Um, and uh, he's going to make a, an interesting case. Now, Bill Bennett, what do you think? There's a lot um, of discussion. Um, you know, Fox is covering it. Uh, my buddy Steve Moore had a conference about school choice there are a lot of ways to do it education savings accounts vouchers uh tax credits even charter schools i mean i i, I want it because it'll be better the minorities to get help more right otherwise i'm worried we're going to bring up uh you know a generation of uh, socialist dummies
1: yeah well we are in the process of doing that right now uh no school choice is a powerful weapon uh i think i invented it 36 years ago Uh, when I was with Ronald Reagan Mm -hmm. for 38 years ago. But it doesn't matter uh, who gets the credit. It's very important. Kim Reynolds, uh, governor of Iowa, has done the latest thing on this. Very good, very smart, statewide school choice. Uh, Doug Ducey did it in Arizona. Uh, Kim Reynolds is doing a wonderful job in Iowa uh, presenting it. Uh, And, yeah, it's uh, most important for the kids who have the least opportunity. And that tends to be the kids in Uh, uh, Democrat-run districts, big cities, other places uh, where the Democrats are in control. Uh, And these are the kids who suffered the worst losses during COVID. So I'm all for school choice. But it's not a be-all and end-all. You also have to look at that curriculum because we have dropped the level, the grade standards, everything, SAT. It's all gone down. We have to bring things back up.
2: Well, there's another story out there that's not so positive, and that is uh, nobody goes on the honor roll anymore. Because it's not equity, no honor roll. Well, how does that, you know, if you got smart people or you've got people who are motivated? I mean, when I was a child, and I know it was 150 years ago, but the honor roll was something we were striving for.
1: That's right. Aspirational. That's why it's there. Uh, and to recognize real achievement and real merit. Uh, Al Shanker, uh, the old head of the American Federation of Teachers, mm-hmm. Uh, tells a story. He said, I went in to see a bunch of students who were in the, the, tra- uh, the slow track learning uh, uh, classroom. These are the kids who weren't performing well. And he said, What should we teach you? And these kids said, Teach us what you're teaching the smart kids. Mm. Might take us longer, but we want to get there. Mm. We want to get there. The point is aspiration. Mm. The point is to have something to aim at and then reward excellence. My gosh, they're doing that in China. We got to do it here.
2: Yeah, boy, that's great. Aspirational. I love that. Speaking of China, still, every time you and I meet every month or so, the Bidens haven't done a darn thing about the fentanyl coming in from China, have they? I know I'm switching gears here, but it's still an important topic.
1: No, they haven't. I'm with you, by the way, peace and prosperity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I hope we're not in World War III, which uh, we might be. Uh, I, I really think we're you know, running some real risks there. But prosperity, yes, uh, and especially for these uh, middle-class workers, these construction workers. Did you see them surrounding Pete Buttigieg out there in Palestine. He did not look in the right place, did he? Anyway, uh, yes, very important. Look, uh, the president says if uh, China uh, gives lethal aid uh, to Russia, they're crossing a red line. I don't know what he means by that. I don't use red lines, line talk uh, lightly. But how about a red line here uh, for the lethal aid that's being delivered by by way of the cartels Mm. into America? The fentanyl. Uh, You know, these are our citizens. These are our borders. Uh, Fine to uh, uh, think about Ukraine. I'm all for it. But how about thinking about our country and our uh, young people? Uh, And this, uh, you know, that's that's where the chemicals come from. That's where these things are made. Uh, and it comes through Mexico. It is time to get serious about the cartels, designate them for, uh, uh foreign terrorist
2: organizations and go after them with lethality. Well, I'm with you. You know, uh, he hasn't lifted a finger, basically. He hasn't even had he, somebody no. asked him a question about he could barely answer. Bill, we're always running out of time. But that's a good thought. I mean, the China issue, I know we look at it going into Taiwan and so forth. How about doing something about Chinese exports of fentanyl? You know, why not? Just for the heck of yes, it. Yes, sir. Bill poison. Bennett, the best. It yeah, is It's poison. not the last poison. that It won't, it won't it? be the last poison they send us. They sent us a couple, haven't they, now? Yeah, yes, sir. Bill Bennett, thank you, sir. We'll talk soon.
0: All right, that's it for today's episode of The Bill Bennett Show. Check out the TheBillBennettShow.com to catch up on previous episodes. I'm going to do better with posting on social media, but follow Bill on Facebook, Bill Bennett, and on Twitter, William J. Bennett. You can follow him there. Again, email the show, uh, BillBennettPodcast at gmail.com. Next week on the show, we're going to get to some of those emails. Uh, please share the podcast with your family and friends. Numbers are continuing to grow. Uh, a lot of people are just catching up to the show. A lot of old radio people catching up to the show who heard us on Morning in America. Feel free to email us too. Um, you know, if you were listening to the radio, now you found the podcast. And I uh, just want to check in with some of the people who used to call in to the show uh, a lot. Maybe we should do a reunion show. We'll get Chris Beach and Seth Leapson and David Willis, all, all those guys together and do, do a radio reunion show. All right, we'll catch up next week with Conrad Black and Victor Davis Hansen. And Dr. Bennett for a special edition of The Bill Bennett Show, Scholar Consent.